name is Kevin Tony, and you're now listening to the Uncommon Sense Podcast. The more things change, the more they stay the same. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Uncommon Sense Podcast. So, about a a week ago, Chris Rock was doing his comedy tour around the city, doing small, around the country, doing small dates uh, here and there. And my wife and I, you know, we bought tickets to, he was coming to Charlotte, and we bought tickets back uh, before Christmas to get tickets for his uh, comedy show. I mean, Chris Rock's a legend, and he's coming to town. You want to you wanna see, you know, if, if you can. And so we bought tickets. We went to the comedy show. And that was my first time going to, I'll say, a legit comedy show. Um, I've been to see, you know, smaller comedians. I think before Chris Rock, the most mainstream comedian I had seen do stand-up was Martin Lawrence when he did uh, the Doing Time in Hollywood tour several years ago. And so, you know, I'm like, man, Chris Rock is coming to town. Let's go. I want to, you know, so we were like, yeah, let's, let's, let's check it out. So we bought the tickets, bam, we in there. And when I say legit, I mean, this was the lead up to the live stream of his comedy show on Netflix that I knew was coming. And so we get to the venue and it's just, it's very hush hush. It's a small, smaller venue here in the city, especially for somebody like Chris Rock. And it was one of those, you know, you can't bring your cell phone in. If you do, we have to lock it up in the bag and, you know, so you, you know, you can't use it. You know, my wife had to lock her iPhone up and her Apple watch in the bag. I left my phone in the car because, you know, I thought, well, i just leave it in the car. But um, so we get there, we see the show, and it was great. I mean, it was, you know, to see Chris Rock and stand-up, we had good seats. To see him do his stand-up show, it was it was an experience. And I'm glad we we bought the tickets. I'm glad we went to the show. And it was a nice night out. We had a, we had a good time. And everybody was there for the same reason. I mean, one, everybody, you know, who likes Chris Rock, fans of his, I've seen, you know, all his comedy specials, you know, Never Scared, Bigger and Blacker. I can't think of the other one. Tambourine was probably one that I didn't, I didn't care for Tambourine Man too much. Matter of fact, I, I didn't even finish watching that, which was weird because, I you know, I cut it on and, and halfway through I was like, yeah, you know, this was this was not that funny. It's not as funny. It's, it's, he's been better. And so I was kind of anxious, but I was there for the exact same reason that most of the audience was there. We wanted to hear how he was going to respond to the smack heard around the world when... You know, he had his incident with Will Smith at the Oscars last year. And he didn't disappoint. And so I'm not going to give any spoilers for anybody that hasn't seen it yet. But if you're listening to this, 
the tour the tour dates are over the live stream on netflix happened already and the comedy special is available for you to check out on netflix anytime you want and i highly recommend that you watch it not just because of how the incident with will smith was addressed but for the content in the show altogether and there are a couple things that I took away from the live show when we sat in in the theater in the auditorium and listened to the show. When I finished, I was kind of listening to the jokes and the bits that he was doing. And I I kind of know that, you know, Chris Rock, as a, you know, a citizen of this country, I go into this knowing that he leans more left, typically, which means that. You know, he's going to he's going to make fun of Republicans. He's going to make fun of Donald Trump. He's going to poke fun at possibly evangelicals or, you know, whatever, anything conservative or right, right leaning. He's going to make fun of. And I went into it expecting that. And I didn't have a problem with that because I'm mature enough to understand that it's comedy and the jokes and Everybody could use a good laugh. So we get in there and he he starts the show. He, you know, he makes some jokes and he did a bit about, you know, the trans community, which now I feel like every comedian has to address the trans community in some way, shape or form. And I don't care what you think about that, you know, that area it, you know, or that group of, you know, society, that microcosm of, you know, people who identify as trans in America. I feel like as a whole in society, even people on the left, whether you're, you know, you lean left or you lean right, you're conservative, you are democratic, you're liberal, whatever it is, I think we're all tired of this whole trans movement. It's very boring. And we're all tired of, you know, having to be made to accept these ideas that everybody takes a chance to poke holes in the theories behind why people think they can change their gender, why people think they can use pronouns in a certain way, to just take ownership of some words that it, it really is, is meaningless. And he made a lot of jokes about that community that, you know, if you, if I, I can tell that there were people that were uncomfortable, you know, by the jokes, because one thing that comedy does that I appreciate is it takes all of the topics that trigger people and get people emotional and get people riled up and comedy has a way of turning all of those subjects on their ear and really speaking truth to how silly a lot of it is and finding the joke in it to like make everybody laugh and say, see, don't you see how silly this is? And he did that, you know, I've as I've seen many other comedians do where trans jokes are concerned. 
And the special for Chris Rock's comedy stand-up is called Selective Outrage. And all he did throughout the show was prove his point over and over again about how we get mad at certain things, but we're okay with other stuff that are exactly the same. And he basically called the vast majority of society, you know, hypocrites because of how we respond and react, you know, to certain things that are happening around us. And it was it was great to watch. It was it was beautiful to watch a master on the stage. You know, I would say that Chris Rock is definitely one of the greatest comedians of all time as far as stand up. I'm not going to say he's the goat. I actually reserve that spot for Dave Chappelle right now. I think he's the goat. But there are a lot of great comedians out there who have such a great way of getting on stage and making, you know, these jokes about what's happening around us. And a lot of times I think when people get triggered, it's because the comedy has a way of drawing something or knocking something loose to make people start questioning how they feel about it, even though it's a joke. And when everybody starts laughing, you know, people either get offended and say, well, they're making fun of something I believe in. And then you have another group of people that say, well, they're making fun of something I believe in. But now that I think about it, it is kind of dumb. And so they start changing their mind about whatever it is that, you know, the joke was about. And it'll make people, you know, look at it differently. And I watched people's emotions in the crowd and how they responded to the jokes that he that he said. And then for the live stream to come out. Saturday night and here here it is you know a couple days later and you have all of these responses on social media of people who are mad about what he said some of the jokes that he said and even after the stand-up is over Chris Rock is still proving the points that he made by rightly calling the stand-up special selective outrage You know, he went in on Will Smith. Everybody was waiting for those jokes and the setup for, you know, the lead up to the to the 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 part of the stand up where he talked about Will Smith. The lead up was. It was it was phenomenal. You know how he threw these breadcrumbs out throughout the show to let you know that he's getting around to talking about that. He's just building up to it. And when the setup came. It was a slam dunk. He made not just Will Smith, but he made Jada Pinkett Smith look foolish. I mean, like, if they, you know, I didn't really talk about that incident on this podcast. But I can imagine that whatever Will Smith was feeling, I feel like, you know, the wound from that had kind of maybe turned into a scab. And now that Chris Rock is back out, that scab has been ripped off. And it's like a fresh wound again for his ego and the attention and the scrutiny that he's back under because Chris Rock put it back on him. And he did it in a way without saying, you know, without trying to 
say that he's the victim. And he made a point to say, I'm not the victim. You'll never see me try to play the victim card in this in this incident. And you have to watch the special. I'm not then there, there won't be any spoilers here. I'm not gonna give any jokes away. I'm not gonna, you know, give any punchlines or anything like that. But it was I I just highly recommend that you watch it. He was phenomenal. And I think that somebody should check on Will Smith. You know, <laughs> somebody should check on him. And I told, I said to some people after this happened, that incident at the Oscars, I said, you know what? Will Smith should be on suicide watch because the way that it went down and what happened, he's not okay. Obviously, he's clearly not okay. I was more concerned for him than I was for Chris Rock. You know, Chris Rock, he took the slap. He took it like a professional. He mentioned in the comedy stand-up why he took it the way he did. And it was just, again, watch watch the show. Watch the comedy stand-up special. But I just think that the selective outrage that he could, you know, highlighted throughout the entire stand-up. We're just, man, listen, social media is a place that is designed for people to either show off or to complain about something that they think, you know, or or a group of people that they think they have an odd against. And it's, you know, it's just, it's so tiring to hear, you know, the way people complain and whine and get in their feelings. And listen, you know, these social media platforms, they're public opinion. They're, they're public town squares where you can say what you feel. You, you're free to do all of that. You know, we're, you're free to say what you want. But at the same time, once you put that stuff out there, you need to be mindful that we're also, the rest of society, we're free to comment and give our opinions on what it is that you post. And I said something to somebody, I was having a conversation um, over the weekend, and I said the, the main problem with people on social media is they post, a lot of people, I'm not saying, you know, and this is just in my experience, what I have found is people post things on social media under the guise that only their tribe is going to comment and cosign on what they have to say. And people who are against them or disagree, they don't necessarily factor in that part of it. And so when it comes, they're on defense, you know, especially if it's something that's foolish and you have to end up, you know, going on their post and, you know, kind of debunking why, you know, what they just said doesn't make any sense or why it's foolish and this, that, and the third. And they end up removing the post because they don't want to be embarrassed. They don't want to see you know, or they'll delete your comments or they'll block you. You know, that's, you know, it sucks to suck. So I just think that these people who are angry about, you know, it's the same with, with Dave Chappelle's special Sticks and Stones, where you had you had Netflix employees who threatened to quit their jobs because they were so triggered by the fact that Dave Chappelle was, 
you know, being paid by Netflix to say this stuff. And they were looking at Netflix like you're paying him. So you're sanctioning this, you know, these harmful comments against, you know, trans people. And Dave Chappelle wasn't having it. You know, he told the people who were trying to cancel them, the Netflix employees, he told them where they could go. And Netflix stood behind him, which I was shocked. But they stood behind him. They supported him. And it it turned out in Netflix's favor because they understood the investment that they had made. I think they also understood the small group of people that were offended as opposed to the larger audience that was willing to consume the content and not be offended by it. And so you have a lot of companies who don't count that cost. They don't look at the bigger picture of their audience. And so they're willing to lose financially in order to please a small group of people. And I'm using the word small intentionally. Okay. And that's the problem in this country. We have a small group of people who are giving carte blanche and the rest of us basically just have to fall in line and agree with it or, you know, we're vilified or castigated. And it, it's just everybody's tired of it. Everybody's had enough. And I think that we're starting to see a shift in society to where a lot of that stuff is not going to fly anymore. So to anybody that's outraged or angry you know, some people are so low thinking and small minded. I saw some people that, you know, were upset that Chris Rock made jokes about um, Jada Pinkett. He went in on her. He talked about Meghan Markle. And they they tried to, to shoehorn that stuff into saying that here's a black man that's cooning for white people because he's dragging and dunking on black women. And these are people that have never seen any of Chris Rock's stand-up specials. And if they had, they would know that he's an equal opportunity offender. He he regularly talks and makes jokes about black people. He regularly jokes and makes fun of white people. You know, these are the comedians that anybody can get it. And when people do get it, they get upset. Because they can't, Listen, they they can't reconcile their own foolishness with how the rest of society perceives them. So, again, I just think that it speaks to how emotional, how emotionally driven we are, how we care so much about what strangers think about us, how we're willing to go out of our way to be liked and accepted by people we don't know. And the people that we do know who are trying to help us by, you know, tough love and, you know, hard, legit criticism that could be life changing. Those are the people that we want to shut out so that we can welcome in, you know, the pats on the back and congratulations from people who don't know us and don't really support us. But the dopamine hit that we get from likes and comments of support from strangers, nobody wants to let that go especially if you're doing something foolish that your family and friends that are close to you are like, I don't think you should be doing that. I don't think you should be living that way. I think you should focus on other things. And, you know, people are setting their ways and they're like, no, I'm going to do my thing. 
And whatever that thing is, there's always going to be somebody that will support you in it, especially strangers who don't know your backstory, who don't know who you are as a person. And when your friends start to call you out or the people who, you know, legitimately care about you, then they're not really your friends anymore. And I'm just, it's just, it's silly. So I say hats off to Chris Rock. Bravo. You know, I've always been a fan. I, you know, people, I hear a lot of people say they don't like Chris Rock's movies. They like his stand-up. They don't like him as an actor. I don't have a problem with Chris Rock as an actor. You know, somebody who's a comedian that, you know, comedy and stand-up is their, that's their lane. I don't expect him to be the greatest actor. And so when they do a movie and it's like the acting is not so great, I'm I'm fine with that, man. You know, these are people that have set out to tell jokes and to make people laugh. And then they get offered these opportunities to do movies. And sometimes it translates. Sometimes it translates a, a little bit. Sometimes it translates a lot. But I'm fine with that. You know, so I, I've enjoyed, you know, some of Chris Rock's movies. I didn't care for it too much, but, you know, a lot of them I did like. CB4 is one of my favorite Chris Rock movies of all time. I love that movie um, <laughs> just because it's silly. It's a silly movie, and it's it's hilarious to me. You know, all these movies, I think I Love My Wife was a good movie. Um, top five, I didn't really care for that one. But, you know, Chris Chris Rock, has he's done a lot for the for the comedic arena and he's a giant you know he's a legend man he's not he's not one of my favorite comedians you know uh but I do enjoy I do enjoy his his stand up and so you know I would love to have Patrice O'Neal back I miss him I wish he was here and I'm glad he's not because if he was here they'd be trying to cancel him over and over again and I'm going to tell you something. It'd be glorious to watch him <laughs> deny the cancel mob over and over again in hilarious fashion. So it would it would be great to watch. Uh, he's one of my favorites. You know, Richard Pryor, Robin Harris. Cat Williams is another uh, stand-up comedian that I think is hilarious. Andrew Schultz is a new young guy. I really enjoy him. He's great. And, and it's it's a lot of other comedians out there that, you know, are hilarious to me. And so, um, again, I just wanted to get in here and, and really just kind of highlight that selective outrage is real. It's a reason why the stand-up show for Chris Rock was appropriately named. And he's proven it over and over again by the, the reaction that he's getting from people being upset by his stand-up. And so it's on Netflix. I highly recommend you watch it. Try to get out of your feelings and just laugh and enjoy the moment. That was another thing that was just great about the whole in person. When we, when we saw him, when we saw the show live, you know, the best part of it was because we didn't have our phones. It was just cool to be in an environment. Nobody in the room had a cell phone and everybody was detached from social media everybody was disconnected from the world everybody was forced to be present in the moment and I think it added tremendous value to the environment everybody was plugged in and attuned to what was happening and we need more of that man we need more of people just being you know engaged and not 
you know, having this urge to take your phone out and live stream or take a picture for an Instagram story. You know, some of these people online, I watch these reels and I watch these Instagram stories and I watch them live. And I'm like, how are you concentrating on what you're doing if you're so busy trying to capture the moment on on social media so strangers can see what you're doing? Or some dudes you went to high school with that you haven't seen in 20 years so that he can see what you're doing. Like, just enjoy the moment, man. Like, I live life. I'm, my, you know, my family and I, we do stuff all the time. I swear, we do stuff all the time. It happens. I just don't post it on social media all the time. But believe me, it happens. We do stuff. And I'm learning, you know, that, that comedy show was a, was a good reminder for me to be present in the moment and just take stock of what's happening around you so you don't miss something great because you're trying to bring in strangers or your social media following to enjoy the moment. And I'm going to tell you something. Most times on social media, I don't, I don't care. You know, I'm like, yeah, it's great. You get, you got to go to a concert. I'm, I'm going to keep swiping. I might, you know, hit the like button, but I'm going to keep swiping. I'm not engaged because I'm not there. It's for you to enjoy. So I think that's the lesson that we need to learn with these concert venues and stuff is starting to open up more and more, you know, after the lockdowns are over with and people are starting to go back to normal venues and events. Enjoy the moment. If you can get away with leaving your phone in the car, do it. So you can be engaged and be present. And you can tell people about it afterwards, you know. I don't know. But anyway, check out the Chris Rock Selective Outrage special on Netflix. It was great. Uh, send me your opinions. Tell me what you thought about it. You know, were you outraged? Were you which joke was your favorite? You know, I loved what he had to say about Will Smith. He destroyed Will Smith and Jada Pinkett, and she deserved to get every piece of it. So. Listen, this it was a good it was a good time. So check it out. I'm going to close it off like that. And uh, thank you for tapping in and thank you for listening. And remember, no matter what you do and no matter where you go, remember that common sense is uncommon. <laughs>